This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Very likely someone watching now has had some problem with their heart. That's not very uncommon. Uh, maybe you've had some heart blockages, maybe heart surgery. Someone may have had a stent. You, you know, when we have something like that wrong with our physical body, we, we want to go to the best person that we know that can help us. We, we want to go to the person who has the greatest expertise. But when we think about our spiritual life, we ought to do the same thing. And today I want us to talk about Christ, the healer of broken hearts. Please stay tuned today. I'm Billy Lambert, and I want to thank you for tuning in to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. And today we want to offer a free Bible correspondence course and in order that you might know more about the course and how you can receive it, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. In the 147th Psalm, verse 3 and verse 4, it is an interesting analysis of our Lord. He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Brokenheartedness is a very common malady today, more common perhaps than before. Maybe the reason is there are more hearts to break today. But it is a real problem. Uh, there is a difference in a person being broken down and broken hearted. There's a vast difference. A person may be broken in health, but they're not necessarily broken hearted. We, we may be broken in wealth, but not necessarily broken hearted. Now we need to remember this. The psalmist tells us that our Lord heals those that are broken in heart. Maybe I'm speaking to some precious soul right now whose heart is aching, breaking. And you wonder, is there anything I can do? Where do I go? Where do I turn? And a lot of people will say, well, you need to go to such and such a doctor and he'll give you a such and such a pill or you need to read such and such a book or you need to do such and such and, and, and it will help you. I want to recommend you to my friend Jesus because my friend Jesus is the healer of a broken heart. But you say, well, why heart's broken? 
They're broken hearts today because of overwhelming circumstances, most of which, over which we have absolutely no control. But for example, there are hearts that are broken because a, a tornado with all of its fury has swept through a region and left behind devastation and hurt and broken hearts. Or maybe there's an earthquake in some other part of the world that leaves behind uh, dead people and, and devastation and ruin. Or, or maybe it's a hurricane that, that comes sweeping in from the ocean and brings with it all of the, the destruction and fury that they're capable of doing. So a lot of times hearts are broken because of things over which they have no control. It might be an, an illness that you just learned that, that you have, or maybe some other person in your family has that illness, and, and, it, and it absolutely is heartbreaking. I've gone with people to the, at the hospital, and, and the doctor would come to speak to them after he had examined some relative of theirs, and, and normally the doctor will step out into the hall, and he will say, I, I, I'm just sorry, but there's not anything that we can do. And I've seen families break down in tears, broken-hearted because of it. But there's the pain of the heart. Science can do nothing about the pain of the heart. Uh, and there's, there's there are pills, but they can't ease the pain of the heart. And there's a, some people try to drown all of their sorrows in a bottle. But that can't do anything to ease the pain of your heart. And there's only one person that, that can do that, and that's Jesus himself. You know, deep down, we can, we, we can cause our hearts to break. And they break because of a loss, maybe, of, of someone that we love more than life itself. Jesus wept over Lazarus. Some of you have wept over the graves of people that you love, your relatives, friends, maybe a father, a mother, a child some other relative or a friend of yours. Hearts are breaking today. And there's grief that we experience in, through the loss of people that we love. Jesus wept because of the death of Lazarus. He was grief-stricken. In John chapter 11, we're told Jesus groaned in his spirit. And, and if you were to ask most children to, to, to quote the shortest verse in the Bible, inevitably they'll say, John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. We may be able to quote it, but I wonder if we can really feel the significance of those two words. Jesus wept. He experienced grief in his life. Sometimes we're broken, our hearts are broken by failure. Maybe you failed in business. You put it all on the line, put all your money out there, some business venture and you lost it all. Sometimes hearts are broken because we fail to achieve a goal that we may have set in life. Some, sometimes our hearts are broken because we fail in love. And that hurts and it's hard to get over things of that sort. And sometimes our hearts are broken because of sin. We, our, our, our own sins can break hearts. Our own hearts. I think about David when he wrote the 51st Psalm. And the 51st Psalm is one of those Psalms of David that was a Psalm of penitence. 
because of sin in his life. And he wrote and he said, Have mercy upon me, God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my sin. And he said, I acknowledge my transgression. My sin is ever before me. And down in verse 10 of that chapter, he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. David's heart was broken because of his sin. And he felt so unworthy before God. Sometimes our hearts break because of the sins of other people. There seemed to be a problem with that in the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, that there was a man that was living with his father's wife. And rather than being brokenhearted over that, Paul wrote to the church and he said, you're puffed up over it. You've not mourned, you're not, you're not grief-stricken because of that. And he rebuked them for that. And he told them what they ought to do with that person living in that kind of sin. But sometimes our hearts break because of the sins of other people. We have someone who can help us and heal our hearts. The Lord's mission in this world was to heal broken hearts. And He's a great heart specialist. In John 14 and 1, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus was sent into the world to be a healer of our hearts. Not because we ask Him to do it, but, and it's not because Jesus was sent only to people that are privileged people. Jesus Christ was sent to heal the hearts of all people, not just people of a certain color or of a certain class or of a certain region or a certain continent. Jesus Christ was sent to heal the hearts of men and women, boys and girls all over the world. In Isaiah chapter 61, and in Luke chapter 4, which is a quotation from Luke chapter 61, there are the five symbols of Jesus' ministry. Number one, He was to preach the gospel to the poor. I believe that if Jesus were to come back in the world today, that He would go to the people who sometimes we might not associate with. He preached the gospel to the poor. He was to bind up the brokenhearted. He was to, to, to release the captives. He was to give sight to the blind. And then number five, He was to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now that was Jesus' mission. But now what qualified Jesus to be the healer of a broken heart? First of all, we're told in Psalms 147 and verse 4 that He knows the mystery of the stars and He even can call them by name. So He speaks of star counting and heart healing in one breath. And the one who can count the stars can heal 
the broken heart. Doesn't that make sense to you? If he can count the, the stars and he knows the names and the number of all of the stars of heaven, surely, just surely, he has the power to, to heal your broken heart. Jesus has had his own heart broken. His heart was broken over the city of Jerusalem. In Matthew, the 23rd chapter, verse, and verse 37, he wept and he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thee together as a hen gathers her chickens under a wing, but you would not. He, he, here's a place Jesus had taught more than any other place in all of the world in his ministry on this earth. And yet they turned their backs on him. And Jesus wept over that city. He wept and shed tears because they it broke his heart. Jesus' heart was broken over the death of his friend Lazarus. Jesus wept. He wept. Now sometimes people want to wonder why Jesus wept. And some suggest that he wept because he knew he was going to bring Lazarus back from a better place into a world that's filled with suffering and death. And Lazarus would then have to die again. I don't know why Jesus wept, except that I know there was a very close tie with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and Jesus. He spent time in their homes. It broke his heart when Lazarus died. And do you think that his heart was not broken when Judas betrayed him? His heart was broken in Gethsemane. Jesus was in the, in, Geth, in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus was praying to his Father in heaven. And he prays, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And then we're, we're told that the perspiration was his drops of blood on his brow. I heard a doctor talking about that just recently, and he said it's not uncommon and not unheard of that there could be such stress that the capillaries burst and you might actually have blood coming out the skin. And we're told in Luke's gospel that he was under such a burden in this hour. An angel was actually sent to strengthen him. His heart was broken in Gethsemane. And then while he's in Gethsemane, here comes this crowd. And among that crowd, there's a man named Judas. And Judas was one of his own. And here's the man who betrayed him with a kiss for 30 pieces of silver. His heart was broken. Listen to Hebrews 5 and verse 7 describe this. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, was strong, crying, and tears. And Jesus' heart was broken at the cross. While he was hanging on that cross, he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which being interpreted is, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Here was God's Son, forsaken by God, forsaken by man, dying on the cross. His heart was broken. And his heart was broken over the sins of the seven churches of Asia, when you read the book of Revelation, the first three chapters of the Revelation, he writes these letters to seven churches over in Asia. And with only one exception, these churches were needing to repent 
It broke his heart. For example, it broke his heart over the church at Laodicea, a church that was not hot, it was not cold, but it was lukewarm. And the Lord said, because you're lukewarm, because you're not hot, you're not cold, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And so it broke his heart. Jesus has had his heart broken, and his heart breaks over the blunders and the sins of humanity today. That's the very reason Jesus went to the cross, because of our sins. Jesus' heart breaks when he sees homes that are destroyed. It breaks his heart when he sees people flaunt the will of God concerning the home. It breaks his heart when he, when he sees the abortions that take place in our nation and in the world. It breaks his heart when he sees young people give their lives over the use of alcohol and drugs and ruin their lives. It breaks his heart when he sees empty pews on a Sunday morning. It breaks his heart when he sees people who have become indifferent to winning souls for Jesus. Jesus can have his heart broken. He's had his heart broken. And Jesus understands about the broken heart. But now Jesus is the one who stands ready to heal our broken heart. Now I want you to think about that. Going back to the, our text in the very beginning, Jesus is the healer of the broken heart. Now, if he is a healer of the broken heart, that would suggest that Jesus is the physician to the heart. Over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 8 and verse 22, there the statement is made, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? So, so the question was, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no doctor there? And, of course, the doctor is Jesus. In Luke's gospel, in Luke chapter 5, Jesus said, They that are whole need not a physician, but those that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So Jesus Christ is the healer of our hearts today. You see, the difficulty is, is getting people to give their hearts to Christ. There's a picture of Jesus standing at the door of a heart in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. Now I'm aware of the fact that in that passage he's standing at the door of a lukewarm church, wanting entrance into that church. But is it not still the case that he stands at the door of our hearts, knocking and wanting in? And the reason he wants in is to heal our broken heart. The reason Jesus went to Calvary was to heal our hearts. When he shed his blood, it was for healing of the heart. Isaiah chapter 53 says, Who hath believed our report, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. Listen to it. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, but he was wounded. 
for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. Now, that's not talking about physical healing. I heard one preacher reply that to physical healing and that, that if you just come to the Lord, he'll heal all your physical illnesses and this like. I believe that when we pray to God for physical healing, that God, according to his natural laws, will, will bless us. But that's talking about healing of the heart. Jesus, the healer of the broken heart. And when Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, he did that to save the sins of all people everywhere. He's not just the, an American Jesus. He's not a, just a Jesus of, of the northern hemisphere or the western hemisphere. He is a Jesus of the world. 1 John chapter 2 says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He's a propitiation for our sins. And listen to it now. This is, He is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Jesus died for the sins of humanity. And that means for you and for me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Try to picture if you can, Jesus, on that cross. The cross of Calvary, Golgotha. There he is suspended on that cross, and there are nails in his hands fastening him to that standard. Nails in his feet, crown of thorns on his brow, blood trickling down his cheeks, blood coming out of the wounds in his hands and his feet. And he endured all of that on that cross to heal our broken hearts, who himself gave, who himself gave himself on the tree. 1 Peter 2, 24, that we through his death could be healed of our sins and the diseases of the soul. Jesus is the healer of the broken heart. He, Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. I think the real thing that all of us want in life, at least we should, is forgiveness. We want God to forgive us. So sometimes we want God to forgive us on our own terms, but God doesn't forgive on our terms. God forgives on His terms. And it was took the shed blood of Jesus Christ to bring about healing of our hearts, most of which are broken by sin. Bring Christ your broken heart. The song says, if we bring Christ our broken heart through His blood, He can heal us. Some people are not healed by Christ, the healer of the heart, because they don't think they're sick. 
Some are not healed because they refuse to believe that what they have is all that serious. I've seen people with a physical illness actually die because they knew they were sick. They just didn't think it was that serious. And some people are not healed by the physician of the soul because they just refuse to take the medicine. Wouldn't it be foolish for a person to go to the doctor and he says, if you'll take this medicine, well, then you'll get better, you'll feel better, you're going to eventually be able to live a normal life, but they refuse the medicine and they die an early death. And spiritually speaking, some people just refuse to take the medicine. Jesus said, if you'll believe on me, if you'll just repent of your sins, if you have the courage to confess me before men, and if you will, will be immersed that your sins be washed away in my blood, Acts twenty two sixteen. He says, I can heal your heart. I'll heal your heart. And somebody says, I just don't think I'm ready to do that right now. They just refuse to take the medicine. And some people are not healed by Jesus, the healer of the broken heart, because they wait till it's too late to go to the doctor. They wait until it's too late to go to the doctor. That's the saddest thing I've ever witnessed in my life, going to hospitals. And that's a sad thing that I've witnessed as a gospel preacher. People just wait too late to give their life to Christ. I'd urge you to do it now. If we can help you, let us know. In the closing moments, let me encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also, right now, pick up the telephone call for the free Bible correspondence course. Do that right now, and we'll send it to you free of charge. And we want to hear from you. We, we would like for you to have it, and you can take it online as well. I want to thank you for watching today. The, the emails that we get from viewers, the letters we get from people, and the telephone calls that we receive are tremendous encouragement for us to keep preaching the gospel on getting to know your Bible. I want to thank you for watching today, and may you uh, have a great day today, and may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you is my prayer. And thank you. God bless you. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God you can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.